Hey, you hear that? Do you hear that? What is that? What is that? Yeah, what is that? What is it? This is Craig Sheeman and Company on ESPN Southwest Florida. Online at ESPNSWFL.com. friends how are you today a little breezy got all the trash cans out in the neighborhood today they're all blowing over all over the place that can't happen in naples that's not allowed it's against code pick up your trash anyway we're gonna have some fun here for the next four hours uh that's how you do it boys and girls that's how you shut down a high-flying pac-12 team that scores 40 points a game and hold them to 13 congratulations michigan for the national championship michigan versus everybody it's over. There's nobody left. 15-0. and 0. Perfection. Big Ten dominance. Chris, how are you? I'm okay. I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Would have liked a more competitive game last night, but uh, yeah, tip of the cap to that Michigan defense. They entered the season as one of the best defenses in the country, and they made their mark as the best unit in all of football this year. So kudos to them. They played uh, played really well last night defensively. That was that was awesome. You know, a few big runs here and there. Yeah, and that that was all they needed. Um, yeah, the first quarter it was a jailbreak. I'm like, Washington couldn't stop anything. I mean, that was, we talked a lot about that. Like, Michigan's strength is a running game, and if there's a weakness on Washington's side, it's stopping the run and. They were just cashing them. Yeah, that was exactly it. I mean, I uh, correctly predicted at the end of the first <laughs> quarter last night the score would be 14-3. to three. Nice job, Chris. I had the teams wrong, uh, but you texted <laughs> me and said, good job on getting the score right. Yeah, I remembered. I, said, I suggested that Washington put an extra defender out on the field to try to stop the run. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't listen to me, but it looked like in the second and third quarter they had figured something out defensively. And if that offense just could have gotten some momentum somewhere, that was a different ball game. But Michigan's defense, every step of the way. It was weird. I Jesse Minner uh, tweaked the defense a little bit. In the secondary, they did some of the stuff that they did in the Rose Bowl, mixing between man and zone, creating confusion for Penix. But if I told you Michigan would have one sack and one tackle for loss, and oh by the way, only convert one of ten th- third downs, would, would you have thought they've won the game? Yeah, I think yeah, that's the <laughs> formula for a Washington win. Yeah, um, but up front it was almost like they were like, "All right, don't commit to the sack unless you're 100 percent sure you could get them. Just create a bubble, distract him, get his stepping lane, throwing lane." Uh, that was the most inaccurate I've seen Penix. All year, the plays were there. He over he had some big misses. His receivers were getting open uh, uh, enough times to like score and make right. it a close game. Right. Uh, there were other times it was just this umbrella cover. I kept looking at the TV, and I noticed, you know, they don't show all twenty-two on TV. But Michigan's defense was crowded in so much. I, I, you could see eleven guys on the TV frame, like a lot. And um, so anyway, it was, I thought it was some brilliant defense. The third quarter was a punt fest. I think I counted six straight punts back and forth. And J.J. McCarthy on the other side, 140 yards, completed 10 passes, no touchdowns, no interceptions. That's just, that's just what he does. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, hit a hit. Um, who's the receiver number one for them from Hawaii? Uh, Roman Wilson. Yeah, hit him on a on a nice chunk gain in the second quarter. But I mean, apart from that, it was just it was converting on a third and four when you had to, uh, and then not making the big big mistake that could set Washington up with the short field. I got to give uh, I got to tip my cap to that Dylan Johnson kid that has been injured, the running back for Washington. He'd been injured for a month, re-injured himself in the last minute of the Texas game last week in the Sugar Bowl. He said he was going to give it a go. Re-injured himself again last night. First play of the yeah. game, he's back in the tent, and then he's like almost distraught crying on the sideline. It's like, oh, he's done. Two plays later, he's back out there. Um, he didn't have an awesome day, but he, I don't think he hurt them either. He was picking up key blocks. He made a few runs. On that leg, I, I thought it was a – I thought it was a pretty strong effort on his part just to try and be out there. Um, but, yeah, a lot of interesting things that happened in that game that uh, that don't add up and do add up. And now it's over. And now, um, now we go on uh, Jim Harbaugh watch. Yeah. With, he, a, with a new NFL team maybe in the running for him. Okay. We're surprised by that one, right? Done. Okay. Okay. Mike Frey. Done. You know what? Let's do the rundown and let's get into that. Um, because I did not have him on my bingo card unless he was going to be traded to another team. That was yes, that was it. All right, let's uh let's get into it. It is five minutes past the hour. It is time for a Sports Center rundown, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Chris. Yeah, breaking news from a couple hours ago. The Titans fired Mike Vrabel after six seasons in charge. Back-to-back losing seasons after winning seasons in each of his first four years. The Steelers announced today Mason Rudolph will be the team's starting quarterback in Buffalo on Sunday. T.J. Watt has been ruled out with an ankle injury. The Dolphins are signing veteran outside linebacker Justin Houston. Miami will be without their top three pass rushers Sunday at Kansas City. Memphis Grizzlies guard John Morant. His season is done. He will undergo season-ending shoulder surgery, the team announced last night. He played in nine games this year. Uh, and dispense, the suspension they did is over, so he's just starting to get paid again, and he, he will be paid for this part, So, right. but he won't be playing. A uh, couple things here. Um, so, by the way, my, uh, my Stone Cold lock of the year did not hit last night because you, I thought Washington would score more points. You lost a timeout. Uh, I did. Michigan did what I thought. I thought it was going to be a like a thirty-five to twenty-eight game. Michigan did its part. They did what I thought they would do, uh, but Washington did not do its part. So I lost. So it kind of had Rose Bowl feeling, right? Where yeah. Michigan they dominated that first half, but yeah. you looked at the scoreboard at halftime. Was it seventeen ten? Uh, yeah. And you go, man. This and Washington had the ball coming out. You're going, yeah. man. They're one drive away right here from this being a whole new ball game and a serious pucker factor on the Michigan sideline. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But then Penix came out through an interception. Right. First, yep. yep. First play of the second half. All right. So we did do, so I, I was very confident. I still, like I said, the plays were there. I still think Washington was the best offense Michigan faced. So that's why I said they were going to score more than 24, which is the most Michigan had given up all year. Didn't happen. So I was so confident. I said, this is my Stone Cold Lock of the week or the year. And Chris says, all right. Well, I asked you at the end of the show. We came up with a rule. I said, how many Stone Cold Locks of the year can I? I mean, it's January. I got to go the rest of the year without Stone Cold Lock. 
and you said, let's treat it like instant replay. You got two red flags uh, to throw, and if you use one and you miss, that you only have one more, but if you get it right, you get another one. So I only have one left. Mm. Going to have to be very uh, cautious on how I use it. Fifty and a half weeks to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got about two hundred and fifty. Ah, we probably got uh, over two hundred shows. Two hundred and thirty-ish <laughs> shows remaining this year. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So that's that. That's the rule. That's I can't wait for your next lock of the year. I can't wait. Well, you may have to wait. I, I may have to save it to like next football yeah. season. I don't know. <laughs> All right, uh, Michigan fan, if you want to jump on, Chris in the Cape, well, you're all out there, uh, Delusional Harbaugh, hit us up, 239-337-ESPN, 239-337-3776. Also, the Stony Brook Golf Club text line as well. Your comments on the game last night. Yeah, Washington's running game was non-existent. Yeah. Well, again, they have one running back, and he had one leg. Right. And, and then Twitter no- was hilarious. Every time Washington ran the ball, there would be – a hundred people in America saying, why are they running the ball? Stop doing it. It's not working. Well, Penix did throw 51 times. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> um, I'm wondering how much this one game hurts his uh, draft stock. He was highly inaccurate. And if that's the only game you saw, that, that was not Michael Penix this year. No. So, so it will not hurt his stock. That was probably his worst game since since Indiana. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So um, again, I think the Michigan front had something to do with that. Just he was just a, a hair off, timing off, uncomfortable all night. Yippee ki yay! Text again. Hail yes, go blue. The whole show should be about Michigan. Hey, I'm willing. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. Did I make my lock announcement last year or this year? I made it, I made it last night. Wheels calling Michigan America's team. Uh, does that mean no more Stoke Cold locks for the rest of the year, Craig? Damn, that was quick from Utah. No, we got one more in the got chamber. All right. Um, lots to get to here today. Let's go to the phones. 239-337-ESPN. Um, Ronnie, who's also bleep LeBron, wants to talk Michigan. Ronnie, welcome. How are you, sir? How I am I couldn't get any better, man. Yeah. Twenty twenty four get any better than this. Shut uh, this year down and let's move on to twenty five. <laughs> oh, this is it. We're done. We we did our job. We're done, right? That's it. Yeah, I'm not even worried about KC in the playoffs. Whatever, man. I'm riding high on this Michigan deal all year long. Yeah. Shut it down. Let's move on to twenty five before something crazy happens in this world that makes it weird. All right. Well, like the <laughs> like the Lions Browns Super Bowl. Would that be weird? <laughs> that would be super weird, though. Really cool to see. <laughs> All right, Ronnie. I appreciate you checking in. Hey, look. Yeah. One one quick note. Sure. This is what I was most impressed about last night. What's the, that? Uh, Michigan's defense is secondary. Man, I mm-hmm. didn't think they could do that. I mm-hmm. get it. There were some throws there that he didn't make or whatnot, but all in all. That was very impressive what they did last night. That was very good. I appreciate it, Ronnie. Thanks for the call. Uh, 239-337-ESPN. Let's see. 239, super nerve-wracking. Hard to get up for work. Jim will be a charger, but hail to the victors. We are the champs. Uh, Also, uh, London of the Cape says boat race. Well, it was at times. Other times it wasn't. It was 
it kept you entertained, I thought, like halfway through the third quarter, towards the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Where it was like, Washington was always a drive away from it being a ball game. And we said they could afford to fall down by two scores and get right back. Right. Michigan probably, I don't think they could have if that were the case, but we never found out. All year, never found out. Uh, Otis says, do not make the whole show about bleeping Michigan. Uh, that tells me Otis lost money on Washington. We're last not, <laughs> and I've got some stuff. I've got um, 2024 betting odds for college football. I've got a way too early top 25 for college football next season, but we're going to hold off on that, Otis. It's yeah. Michigan's day. It is Michigan's it's day. It's Michigan's day. I don't want to do that, but we have to do that. That's right. It's our jobs as sports people to talk sports. I know Blue Bull texted me. His uh, He had $100 for $6,100 payout. I think he just missed out. Mm. Oh, I know what it was. Uh, oh, it was Josh Allen. Oh, I was from the weekend. That's right. Josh Allen to score three or more touchdowns and the total points at 47 and a half. I already forgot what the score was of that game. Which one? Uh, your game. Dolphins. Uh, 21-14. Okay. Ooh. You just missed out on that, right? Yeah. Okay. No, 21 well, no, he 14. Missed, yeah, okay, he yeah. missed it by missed a by margin. A, missed it by a bit. By a margin. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. So, yeah, we'll get to that earlier. I saw the odds out for the Natty next year, college football. Is Donovan Edwards remaining at Michigan next yeah, year? He's coming back. That bodes well for that backfield. But yes, but let me tell you. I Look, I know he's been playing all year, and he had like 300 total yards on the season. They were supposed to be a one-two punch because the year before, he was more equal with Blake Corum. Kind of disappeared this year. In fact, he didn't score a touchdown until November. That's kind of surprising that he didn't enter the transfer portal then, to be honest with you. I get it. I think those players like each other, yeah. and now next year he's going to be the guy. Uh, that's what he's looking at. But, yeah, uh, that was not normal Donovan Edwards, what you saw in the first quarter. I mean, those first two runs that he had, it was like, I mean, it was a Heisman contender for next season. <laughs> yeah, it was. He had all the power in the world and speed to break away from secondary players. Yeah, you're you're right. It was pretty spectacular. Um, And, you know, that I'd like to know, J.J. McCarthy, can he have a big game or not? And he's got that running game to rely on. All day long, and just don't don't make mistakes at quarterback. Um, I think his numbers got worse as the year went on. I think with nil, it makes his decision very easy. I think you're right. Yeah, because uh, right now, what, what would you fifth rounder? See, I don't know. I, I we've got a soundbite um, for Sound Street. I don't know if we'll get to it. We'll probably have to wait till the three o'clock hour. But it's uh, Kuiper. It says that he's a borderline late first rounder. Which surprised me. I've been hearing that all year. I've been hearing late first rounder. I've watched every game. And uh, do you, when you watch him, do you think that he could take over a game with pinpoint passing downfield? I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If you gave him Michael Penix's wide receivers, would he look like Michael Penix and Penix would look like he was at IU again? I don't think the cupboard is bare at Michigan at any position. Maybe yeah. it's not first rounders you're throwing to on the outside, but you've got dudes playing on that will be playing on Sundays yeah. that you're throwing the ball to. Yeah. Well, uh, Wheel says Kuiper has him as QB5. 
Well, that's the <laughs> it's about how many we get every year in the first round. Yeah. And they never really work out in the order that they come through. <laughs> right? Uh yeah. Hmm. Well, you had the one year where it was Burrow to uh Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of seems about right. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Detroit Pizza, Michigan had me sweating, needed them to hit over 30 and a half. Boom. <laughs> I would say it was going to take a defensive touchdown. Well, Mike Sanders still almost had one, 81-yard return. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Detroit Pizza also saying back-to-back, I got to watch Michigan win a natty and don't have to watch my team play on Peacock this weekend, so that's good right now. <laughs> You're right. There's a Chiefs fan that, or a Chiefs player that didn't know the game was on Peacock. Really? Yeah, I'll find his name. <laughs> he was stunned when a reporter told him. Well, yeah, that's a thing. That's an absolute thing. All right, uh, we will continue uh, to take Michigan calls and texts all day. And uh, if you're wondering, the Washington-Michigan rematch will be October 5th in Husky Stadium. Mm. Alaskan Airlines field at Husky Stadium. Oh, that was a question a few days ago. As we yeah. learned. Yeah. And Alaska Air, Alaskan Air will make a uh, another appearance in Red Alert. Oh, all right. I like that. Is that the one? Were they the ones? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How do you have a whole section fall off of the side of an airplane? Craig, you know how old the airplane was? It's brand new. Ten weeks old. <laughs> That's a problem. What clown the NTS- the bolts the- into that thing? <laughs> the NTSA is investigating right now. We'll get to it. We'll the, get to the it. The video from the phone video from inside? Just terrifying. Looking outside as you're flying? For 20 minutes they were flying. It's nerve-wracking. Any concern if you're a Huskies fan about going to the Big Ten and the physicality last night? It looked like you didn't really hold up against that. Funny you mentioned that, Chris. I wrote about that today. It's on our website at ESPNSWFL.com. Look at that. Welcome to the Big Ten. Uh, The Pac-12, which largely ignores defense both they're going to have to play against these defenses, but then they're also going to have to play some defense. Right. And six of the top 20 scoring defenses this year were in the Big Ten. And, in fact, the first four, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, one through four, Big Ten. Oregon's a top 10 team defensively. Uh, Washington fall is like 53rd. But, again, that's 53rd going up against one Pac-12 offense. Oh yeah, right, right, right. That's not going up against Iowa's offense, where we make fun of them all the time. But if you have a tough time stopping the run consistently, yeah, it's not going to bode well for you. I think it's a big problem. And look, maybe there'll have to be adjustments on both sides. Like maybe the rest of the Big Ten will actually have to score some points, Iowa and Rutgers, and maybe they'll swing the other way where there'll be a balance, like. More offense and more defense, and both like they'll meet in the way. I don't think the Big Ten's changing defensively. That's just what they do. They that's the kind of people they recruit, and the mindset, coaching mindset they have. So yeah, I don't, I don't think Washington's in as bad of a spot as like USC. Southern Cal is a disaster. But last night, that, that's what I was thinking of in the first quarter. Is yeah, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yeah, I agree with you. 
it's going to be tough. So, uh, yeah, welcome to the Big Ten. While breaking in, basically an entire new skill position group on offense next year. Yeah, quick peek behind the curtain. I know the odds, we'll get to those later, of uh, favorites to win. I think Washington fell off the map. Uh, I think they're like... Did you see who was on the sideline last night? Uh, I saw John Harbaugh on the on the, oh, on the Washington. I saw Steve Etman, their former number one pick. Uh, their, their quarterback next year, who just transferred in from Mississippi State, Will Rogers, had his jersey on, was on the sideline. Not pads, oh. Oh. but was on the sideline with the team. He had the, his number and everything yeah. all good to yeah. go? Oh, yeah. that's sweet. That's cool. Did you see the uh, Power Skybox? Oh, yes. Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter, Stephen A. holding court in the middle of him, which looked ridiculous. And Travis Scott. Yeah, Travis Scott. <laughs> it's like, who doesn't belong here? And it was Stephen A. just flapping, just talking to everybody. Well, when they showed it initially on the uh, on the broadcast, it looked like Stephen A. had quartered Derek Jeter. Yeah. Like, Jeter couldn't get out of the conversation if, even if Jeter wanted to. He was talking to a 55-year-old man in a letterman's jacket. Yeah. He didn't look like he wanted to be there. Yeah. That's hilarious. I think I think uh, Jordan had a cigar going like he normally does, but I, I didn't know that would be allowed in, uh, in that facility. Yeah. But when you're MJ, you do what MJ wants. Boot camp says that uh, Spike Lee was up there also. What? I didn't see sweet. that. <laughs> what a sweet. That's fantastic. Why was MJ in Houston? Uh, Michigan, Jordan Brand. I answered my question. Uh, okay. Uh, Michigan becomes the first non-Nike school to win a CFP national championship. Really? Yep. Uh, it's a bad week for Nike. Well, <laughs> Nike owns Air Jordan, so it's not that bad. But, yeah, it had only, no only been... Ohio State, Bama, Clemson, and Georgia, and LSU. Wow. All Nike schools. How about that? Taking over. All right. Uh, and then the other big news today. So, Mike Vrabel, I know they had a bad year with the Titans, but we all thought that uh, the organization loved him as a coach, realized that they had a good coach on hand. Let's redo the team underneath him instead of getting rid of the coach. You're going to lose, you know, you, you need a new quarterback. Tannehill's out anyway. Uh, Derrick Henry's gone. Well, I think you've got the quarterback. And Will Levis. At least a guy that sure. you're going to get a definitive answer on next season. Right. So we thought Vrabel would either return to the Titans or Vrabel, there would he would leave, but it would be some trade. Like a team wanted a right Patriots, whatever, uh, giving up a draft pick for him or that kind of thing. So I wonder if he marched in there and said, all right, give me my extension or fire me. That's what it felt like to me. I don't have any knowledge that that's what happened, but I was so surprised by it. And, you know, a lot of these coaches don't want to be traded because you go to a team that's now minus two first-round right, picks. Right. What, you can't do anything. So I was very surprised by that. Hmm. So now we're up to, uh, well, three from Black Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, six total, including the in-season firings. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was surprised. I, there there is a video circulating on Twitter today, going back to the 2022 draft, the night that the Titans traded AJ Brown to the Eagles. 
and Vrabel's reaction, he got up from the table. He looked pissed. Oh, they didn't at do the what move. he wanted? Yeah, he looked like he was very upset with that decision. So now there's some rumblings going around that maybe it was he wanted out as well. Yeah. Didn't want to work with the GM anymore. Yeah. Uh, and was still upset about that decision. Okay. Because it did. It all. They started 2022 hot, but after Thanksgiving from last season onward, it had been bad. Did do we know who the pick was? And can we speculate who he wanted? Or was, I, it, was it the I, first round of twenty twenty two? I think it was Traylon Burks. Oh, really? Yeah, the receiver from Arkansas. Hmm. I love this text from Bear Down. We got Craig Sheeman and company. Who's got it better than us? Nobody. <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Philly Kevin also saying Philly Kevin's mom says Pittsburgh John is lucky the pens won last night. <laughs> it just never stops. I haven't got a Pittsburgh John report on how the wedding went. I hope it all went well. I know he's back. Yeah, they traded uh, the Titans traded out of pick number 13 with the Eagles. The Eagles selected Jordan Davis, the tackle from Georgia. Titans dropped down to 18. They took Traylon Burks out of Arkansas, the receiver. Okay. And Stammer Times says Vrabel is going to the Patriots book it. Look, I've heard a lot of this. I've heard it. I've but I can I ask a question? Why? Well, Vrabel's a hell of a coach. Oh, I know. Unless Played you for the give Patriots. me a, unless you give me a seven year deal for this rebuild, which is a disaster and a talentless organization. Yeah, but the Patriots Robert Kraft specifically, I think that's an owner that most coaches look at and say, yeah, I could, I'd i like to work for Good him. Good owner? Okay. Yeah, a guy that rarely will interfere in the football operations part of it, let me make the decisions, apart from Tom Brady. And, yeah. you know, that's really the only bad thing that Kraft has done as an owner. Okay. So that's not going- bad, but he gets some heat for that. All right. Um, and I'm thinking about this Charger job. They put out a list of people that they're interviewing, and uh, I, Raheem Morris is on that list. So is um, Steve Wilkes, and uh, look, look, both the the Chargers and Washington have uh, inter- are interviewing both of the Lions coordinators, Aaron Glenn and uh, Ben Johnson. Which ask, I have to ask this question, and I presume that's going on today. Tuesday is usually quote unquote day off. We got a big playoff game coming up, and I got both of my coordinators doing multiple job interviews this week. How do I feel about this? It's uh, it's the burden that successful NFL teams carry. It's all cool when you're the one looking for the coach. I know. I know. <laughs> when, we, when you're the one getting poached. We got a game to prepare for. <laughs> you don't like it as much. I, I know it's coming. I know I know. Ben Johnson will not be with the team next year, and, and we might – be next year's Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, what's wrong with Jared Goff? He can't play without Ben Johnson. It could happen. Very well could happen. I don't get the Aaron Glenn fascination. I will tell you. I Honestly, I thought he should have been fired after last season as DC from the Lions. Here's what happened. They well, pinned it on personnel, not the coaching. They did fire a DB coach. Okay. And that was when they were 1-6 because they had to do something. And then he turned it around. He didn't have the pieces. I think he's a good coach that doesn't have the so pieces. It's still a personnel issue. I think he's getting the 
most out of what he's got. And I think people respect that or know that. That's my theory. I don't know that. Okay. Um, so if he doesn't get a head coaching job, you think he's back as Lions DC next year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's going to be fired. I have never thought that this year. I wondered last year. I was like, well, we were one and six. I'm like, whoa. Plus, uh, Chris, he's getting interviews. I look. I don't want to be that guy. He checks a box. Yes. Because that's how the NFL is. But there's no reason to have him and Raheem Morris on your list if that's the reason you're interviewing. That's a correct. Guy. That's correct. So, anyway, uh, Ben Johnson definitely gone. And then you said uh, we wondered on the show yesterday if Mason Rudolph would be the starter yeah. in the playoff game, and he will be. He will be. And from you know, I'm not a I'm not a picket fan. We know what we think about Trubisky. And from what I've seen of Mason Rudolph late this year, I, of the three quarterbacks, I think he's the best of those three quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I do. I really Although do. Pickett wasn't playing bad when uh, after they fired Canada. Well, Rudolph, it got better. It wasn't Rudolph great. seems to fit whatever it is they're trying to scheme up offensively. And I'm wondering, Rudolph's been in the league as a backup for like five years. Four years? Yeah, longer than four. I'm like thinking maybe he's kind of figuring it out, and he's now he's got to do whatever ability he has. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I'm intrigued by it. I'm not saying he's one of the best 32 in the league, but I think he's the best option they have. All right, we are just warming up. Michigan fans, hail to the victors all day long if you want. Much to Otis's chagrin. Uh, and uh, plenty of NFL news to get to as well. I want to jump on all this stuff. Uh, and again, kind of keeping an eye on the coaches. The Vrabel firing coming out of, uh, I don't want to say out of nowhere, but we'll discuss that. And we also know why uh, Jim Irsay has not been seen in public in several weeks. Apparently it's not good. I want to tell you about Atlantic Men's Clinic. Uh, gentlemen, if you're having problems with ED, make it a New Year's resolution. That's not going to be a problem anymore. 2024, that ends. Stop it. Can't be a better New Year's resolution than that. Call Atlantic Men's Clinic. They've got treatments at work when the pills and the herbals fail. Their treatments have success rates over 90%. Uh, they can handle e- e- ED problems, a low T. They can do, you know, if you if you got that. You can't sleep, you're getting heavy, you can't uh, work out anymore. Call Atlantic Men's Clinic. I'll tell you what the, the low uh, low T, you know if you're over 30, 2 to 3% of the, your production it, it decreases by that much every single year, and that adds up after a while. So call Atlantic Men's Clinic. Take a quick quiz on their website, AtlanticMensClinic.com. It's a bunch of yes-no answers, and you go, hmm. Maybe low T is my problem with everything that's going on this year. They got a Florida medical, a Florida licensed medical provider. You'll have a, a blood test right there in the office with your results. And you go, oh, that's my problem. All right, here's how we fix it. So check it out. Call Atlantic Men's Clinic. Tell them you heard about them here on ESPN Radio. Here's their phone number, 877-455-7300. That's 877-455-7300. Craig Sheeman and company warming up on a Tuesday. Red alert next hour. ESPN Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. 
country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. You're listening to Craig Sheeman and Company on ESPN Southwest Florida. Online at ESPNSWFL.com. All right, rolling through a Tuesday. Coach K's the best texting in. Damn, it's windy out. I'm here like, what, 40 mile an hour gusts or something? It's very breezy out there. In fact, when I got out of my car in the back parking lot, it was kind of whistling through our uh, 200-foot radio transmitter tower in the back. Very unnerving. Um, Let's see here. Uh, 239-337-ESPN is the number. So coming up on the show, uh, next hour, we'll have Red Alert, where we put people, teams, and situations on blast. That's always fun. One of my favorite segments. Uh, Deandra Lou, who normally joins us in the 3 o'clock hour on Tuesdays, will be with us in the 4 o'clock hour. And then uh, we will, I believe, talk with Chris Palin today from the Everblades at 4.30. We'll see. And then we'll have some trivia. They're back at home this week. Yeah. They had a rough turnaround, like, uh, like a Friday night overtime and then a Saturday afternoon <laughs> I think it was Friday night overtime game in Atlanta and then had a afternoon game in Greenville like the next day. Unbelievable. Um, so anyway, we'll uh we got a lot to do here. A lot of fun. If you want to jump on, it's especially Michigan fan. 239-337 ESPN, 239-337-3776. Chris and Lee County says we're under a tornado watch till nine. Yeah, I think I heard that. There was uh, Happy Gilmore says blowing his car back and forth all over the the, uh, the lanes. Yeah, I uh, there was a tornado somewhere in Florida that tore. I didn't see where. I didn't get locked in on that. All right, let me get into some more NFL news. So the Jaguars also uh, they fired defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell and most of his defensive staff. Doug Peterson trying to work out the disaster <laughs> known as the Jaguars this year. There's a follow-up to Aaron Rodgers, and I didn't hear him on Pat McAfee today. Of course, he went off and um, alluded that Jimmy Kimmel might be on the Epstein thing, and uh, Kimmel decided to say, hey, shut up, or I'm going to sue you. And then I think Kimmel did half his monologue on Aaron Rodgers yesterday. He did a lot of... <laughs> it was scorched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he... Uh... Emptied the uh, emptied the clip on that one. Yeah, he did. Said everything he had in his arsenal. And then yesterday, I heard Aaron Rodgers talking about to, to to move forward this year with the Jets. You know, you got to eliminate all the the BS. And if it's if it's something that's not directly about winning or helping you get better or improve, you've got to get rid of it. And I thought to myself, you're a human soap opera every week. <laughs> Why don't you start? By canceling your weekly appearance where you make news every week on yeah. McAfee. If, I mean, talk about an ultimate hypocrite. 
I mean, well, granted, it provides some dynamite yeah, material. It's Aaron Rodgers, though. So everybody but him. Yeah. And but Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> this happened in Green Bay too. There was always a soap opera every week. It was something, and it's because of his little passive aggressive personality. And look, I'm no Kimmel fan by any stretch. Uh, some of what he said last night hit home. Like Aaron Rodgers thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Yes, he does, and I don't think he is. I don't know him, but it's there's only one smartest guy in the room. Uh, already I saw, oh, so uh, I read this morning, you know, nobody's seen Jim Ursay in weeks. Apparently he's in, a, I don't know if he's in a hospital or what, he's receiving care. He's had a, like a severe respiratory situation going on to where he has to be under 24-7 care. Don't know what's going on. So, anyway, he was not at that season-ending debacle against the Texans the other night. And what else do we have here? I told you about the Chargers interviewing people. And, um, oh, we failed to mention this yesterday. So, Bill Belichick's loss against the Jets in the snow in New England he is now tied as the losingest coach of all time. Mm. Dan Reeves and Jeff Fisher all have 165 regular season losses. Does he get the record? I would st- I'm starting to look at what he needs to do to catch Shula. No, 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 I'm talking about does he coach one more game that's and what lose I'm, it. That's what I'm saying. I, I would call it quits. You're n- I don't think he's going to catch Shula. Now. I don't think so either. And so, do you want do you want to be the losingest? Because he's two more seasons away from, like, two solid seasons away from catching. Very much so, Shula. Very much so. He entered the year what seventeen behind him or something like that. So he's... I've got the numbers here. He there's different numbers between regular season and then if you want to include postseason. If it's just regular season wins, he's he's still like twenty six away. So he's not doing. He's not that. getting that. If you include his postseason wins, he has three thirty three. And Shula has three forty-seven, so that's fourteen. Fourteen, yeah, he's not. So he needs. He needs a. He needs two more like solid seasons, or one crappy one and one good one. Like a, he's used to like another four win followed up by a ten. <laughs> to tie. No, that he's fourteen. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. I don't know in that division. That's difficult to see right oh, now. Well, it won't be with the Patriots. He would. He would have to do that somewhere else. Okay. Now, where is that somewhere else? I don't know who's going to go out and hire him. Is it Washington? I don't think so. And, well. And can we stop the Charger talk? I keep hearing that. For Belichick? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't want him around Justin Herbert. Right. Would not want that. No. I think the commanders, whatever their name is going to be next season, (laughs) I think that they're going to follow the Dodgers model where they're going to incorporate the analytics side into all of their decision-making. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Magic part owner in the Dodgers, he's seen the success there, so I could see it happening. Okay. And I don't know if Bill checks the box there. So who would, like, check that box? I could see him going for a young... Like, is there another Mike McDaniel type? A young offensive coordinator, a Ben Johnson, stay in-house and promote... um, um, Eric Eric Bianami. Thank you. Goodness gracious. 
Yeah, did Eric the enemy earn that job with the new owner and all, or is he? I don't think the offense was bad. Okay. Hmm. I mean, Sam Howell was top of, towards the top of the league in passing yards, right? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. He was at one point. Yeah. Coach K is the best. Is the Cowboys are going to fire McCarthy and he'll go to New England? McCarthy will go to New England. Not a chance. That would no. <laughs> No. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, 810 says, Harbaugh or Ben Johnson, a lock for the Chargers. I, I don't disagree with that statement. If I were the Chargers, I would go hard for Harbaugh. I think they will. And, and it'll depend on how much money they want to throw at him as well. Notoriously cheap franchise. Going to have to pay him more than what, 11, 10? What's the. Ex- no, they upped it. There's a $120 million contract sitting on his desk in Ann Arbor. So 12 right a now. year? Yeah. So that's the number you're looking at. Yeah. Clemson Tiger says, I miss college football. Clemson Tiger, is that as of last night or as of last time Clemson played? The big bowl win, though. Yeah. Belichick to Atlanta says Craig special sack. I can't think of a more miserable combination. Atlanta, which is just mired in grinded out mediocrity, then have the coach that brings more of the same. Unless he's got Brady. All right. Anyway, those are some of the things on our plate here today. Uh, we got a trip down South Street coming up right around the corner. Don't forget, we got every game this wild card weekend. How about that? It's nonstop. Log on to ESPNSWFL.com for a full schedule. And know if you're in and, uh, in and out and about, or maybe you don't have Peacock. You can listen to the games here on ESPN Southwest Florida, the NFL playoffs. Brought to you by Gavin's Ace Hardware. It's got to be Gavin's and by Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local retailer today. Sound Street next. Craig Schumann and Company, ESPN Southwest Florida. Backstagecountry.com, your online home for all things country music. <laughs> Lainey Wilson is on a roll. She's delivering great music and teaming up with some of country's hottest acts. Text Lainey to 45911 to see which four Lainey Wilson collabs have us talking at BackstageCountry.com. Text Lainey to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com. Cruising through all the sound. Don't ask me all these stupid-ass question be a dog we don't need no meows we don't need no cats it's sound street they are who we thought they were and we let them off the hook on espn southwest florida quick start last night for the michigan wolverines not blake corum but donovan edwards going 41 yards to the house to make it seven nothing michigan on espn Donovan Edwards rotates in at the back. He's got the football. Bumps into traffic and escapes. Donovan Edwards racing to the end zone. Michigan flexing immediately. 41 yards. In case you missed it, he did it again from 46 yards. Here we go. 14 to 3, Michigan, ESPN. Down to the first possession, back in the game, and he's loose again. Edwards off and running. 
Welcome back, Donovan Edwards. 46 yards. 303 yards rushing for the Michigan offense yesterday against the Washington defense. Here was the final call as Michigan wins 34-13 to win the Natty. Hey, it's a polarizing figure. There are people out there that believe that whatever Michigan does is tainted. That's up to you to decide, but hail, hail Michigan. They are the champions of college football 2023. Meanwhile, here's Jim Harbaugh. Of course, his family, his dad and his brother, all very successful in winning championships. And he says, uh, finally winning a title, he can be at the big person table now at family gatherings on ESPN. Could not be happier or prouder. Our team, 15-0. Uh, yeah, took on all comers. Last one standing. It's a great feeling. And... Yes, uh, so happy for our players, for our parents, um, for their grandparents, our coaches, Sharon Moore, Jesse Minner, Jay Harbaugh, the coordinators, the coaches, the staff. We um, just couldn't uh, couldn't have had a better game. Jesse Minner, I mean, A plus plus the whole way. And uh, for me personally, I uh, I can now sit at the big person's table. In the family, they won't. They won't. They won't keep me over there in the on the little table anymore. My dad, Jack Harbaugh, won a national championship, and my brother won a Super Bowl. So uh, it's good to it's good to be at the big person table from now on. All right. Speaking of Jesse Minter, A plus plus. How come he never uh, gets mentioned in any head coaching jobs? Um, Wrong side of the ball. Yeah, could be something to that. Uh, now, what about the NFL, Jim Harbaugh? You just mentioned all those accomplishments in the big person's table. Would you want to add winning a Super Bowl to that? I just want to enjoy this. I just want to enjoy this. And I hope you give me that, you know. Can a guy have that? Does it always have to be, you know, what's next? What's, what's the future? You know, like I said the other day, yeah, I hope, I hope to have a future. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with him. The question has to be asked. Yep. Yeah, whatever, you know. And and the reporter knew that was the answer he was going to get. Yeah. But you got to ask it on the off chance that he, he says, no, I'm going to be the coach of the Bears next year or whatever. Tough spot for Scott Van Pelt last night. You were already asleep by the time this went on. So this had happened. This press conference had happened. Scott Van Pelt had played it. And then Harbaugh was coming up on Scott Van Pelt. And he has to ask some yeah. variation yeah. of this question. I mean, that I've been in that spot before. It's a tough spot. Yeah. And you know you're going to upset the guy. Right, right. So he saved it for last. And he's like, all right, well, all that's going on. I mean, do you have some semblance of a, of a timeline of anything, of making decisions about the future? He did it well, dude. And then he just sat back and waited to either get blasted or yeah. get the answer. Harbaugh says, well, we got to check out of our hotel by one tomorrow. So there's one timeline. And I believe they're going to push spring ball back a month. Normally, spring ball is on February 14th because of his love for football. Oh, really? That's what he said. Okay. We're going to have to push it back a month, which then, okay, now that opens up. Now he loves is, taxes. What's that? Now he loves taxes. No, March 14th? March, yeah. yeah. April. Mario, March 14th. Um, that's a different day. Taxes. Yeah, that's also my birthday. So... Um, 
he uh, now he's like, all right, is he? Is that a hint? Is his mindset that he's going to be in? Because he didn't want to say, yeah, well, it'll, it'll work out because the weather's nicer in Ann Arbor in March than February. And everybody's thinking, well, did he just give a clue that he's planning on coming back? Because by March, this is a wrap. We, we, we're either a head coach of an NFL getting ready for the draft or we're coach of spring ball in Ann Arbor. It was an interesting answer. And maybe Harbaugh's smart enough to say if he just throws that out and then I'll get people to back off for a, a day. I don't know. Uh, one more here before the break. Here's Michael Penix Jr. on what went wrong against that Michigan defense. We just got to execute. You know, um, we didn't execute when the moment – Whenever we needed to, you know, I feel like as far as like the whole exotic stuff that they they were doing on film and stuff, you know, uh, that we saw against Alabama, I don't feel like we were confused or anything like that. You know, um, I just feel like it came down to executing. You know, I missed a couple throws, um, just a couple reads on on routes and stuff like that. You know, just small details. You know, within our within our system that that we do um, great all the time. You know, if it's shifts and motions. Coming out of the huddle, you know, it's just small details and stuff like that, you know, um, caused us to, you know, be in a position where we didn't want to be in, you know. But um, now I don't, I don't regret it all. But man, I, I just, I know this team, and I know, um, I know the guys that we we have under us, you know, and, and this team gonna be hungry again next year, and they they're gonna be competing again next year for championships. So I'm just super proud of this team, and you know how, how far we come. As Michael Penix Jr., two interceptions in the game last night and a lot of missed overthrows, to be frank. All right, when we come back, Mel Kuyper compares the two quarterbacks last night, J.J. McCarthy and Michael Penix, as far as NFL prospects, and we'll get some NFL sound as well as we get ready for the playoffs. All that coming up, plus red alert at the bottom of the next hour. Craig Schumann and company on ESPN Southwest Florida. 